0: Howdy, howdy. This is Maybe We're Just Rambling.
1: And we are your hosts. I'm Rebecca.
0: And I'm Stuart.
1: What if we told you that we never actually planned any of this out? Mm -mm. Obviously, it's hard to fall into certain things, such as a fully renovated RV or a composting toilet, but when we look back over the course of the last several years and everything that has led up to us being where we are today, we're kind of shocked at how little real planning went into any of it um we just threw ourselves headfirst into life and now here we are to ramble and talk about it
0: we had a lot of interesting conversations that led up to this point that we're at right now and in the back of our minds was maybe people would listen to this i don't know We think
1: they would we think you would and so that is how this podcast was born um Tonight we're bringing you a little bit of ambiance. I don't know if you can hear it, but we've got a really cozy fire crackling away in our fire pit. Um, There are crickets and tree frogs singing in the trees around us because we are blessed enough to live in the great state of Texas and although it is December 1st, today was a beautiful sunny 75 degrees and it's not too bad sitting out here now, especially if you're around a fire. So, We thought we would take advantage of it and enjoy the night, and hopefully we can bring a little bit of that to you guys as well.
0: Heck yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So. Before we get started, (laughs) hold on. Wait, wait. How are you doing?
1: (laughs) I'm good. I never meant for that to, like, turn into a bit. I just thought that before, you know, before you dive into the topic of the podcast, it's nice to take a minute and just talk to whoever it is that you're co-hosting with. Um, and so when I first asked that, I never intended for it to become like a joke, but now I feel like it's kind of a joke, (laughs) but I'm, I'm good. I'm really, really good. It's been a really nice week. I feel like we've had a really productive week. Like all of the, the gears have just been like clicking and locking into place. We've had a good groove. Um, we've started to, to tick off some really big items on our like big picture bullet list. Um, and that feels really, really good. Do you want to share, perhaps, what one of those is? It's, it's big. Uh, no?
0: Should we spoil it? Or should we talk about it next episode?
1: Mm, well, we don't have any, like, confirmation of anything yet. So yeah. this is all, like, a we hope we would like kind of thing. I think we should go ahead. We've already teased it enough.
0: Yeah. So... We clearly live in our RV. We clearly full time in our RV, and a very popular pastime for many RVers, seasonally or full time, is to go to a campground and work there
1: mm-hmm.
0: for you know the the big chunk of the season for them. So mm-hmm. if that's somewhere northern, you're looking at well kind of the summer. Mm-hmm. And we have been blessed enough with the opportunity to be going to school, going to school online, and we're, not probably, we're probably not going to go to school during the summer. No. And what, one thing we've really kind of made a staple of how we enjoy ourselves is by traveling and seeing new things and activities based on that. So we've sent out some feeler emails to some places that have been known to employ people that... Places w-
1: that have listings up.
0: Places that have listings for work camping. Mm-hmm. And what work camping is, is you go to a campground and work 10, 20, 30 hours a week. And they give you your spot for free. Some of them, even if you if if you stay through the end of a season, um, they give you a bonus. Some of the places, they pay you an hourly wage as well. But we've put out some feelers um, and sent some... Um, Some attempted, eloquently (laughs) phrased messages about the fact that we would like to come to their campgrounds. Yes. So, maybe we'll have an update for you if we hear anything.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, This is really, really exciting because in the full-time RVing world, I mean, there are all different ways that people supplement their income or, or make a living while being in an RV and traveling and everything and work camping is a huge part of it and it's crazy because there's it's like there's this whole separate world that if you aren't in the full-time RVing space you won't know about um,
0: or you won't understand or you
1: won't understand but it's this like sub-community of people who travel and live either in an RV or a bus or whatever and go around and like take up these jobs working and we're still figuring all of this out, so that's kind of cool for all of you listening because you're going to be able to kind of learn with us. And we hope to just use this as, a, as an opportunity that we can springboard from to build experience and um, a resume. And also, it, it pushes us to get out there and go to places that we might not go, for, like upstate Maine, for example, or the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, or just places that we might not ordinarily go. It gives us a reason to go there, and then once we're there, it's like, well, this is our oyster. We might as well take just advantage. Just
0: Exactly. Blaze the trail. So,
1: hopefully, we're, we're being very preemptive. I mean, it's not even the new year yet, and the places that we're reaching out to are far north, so they are in like the dead of winter. So they're probably not even thinking about summer campers yet. Um, so we're being pretty we're being pretty early, but it's we also we just exactly we don't want to miss any opportunities um and we're just going to keep being persistent and following up and i have no doubt that we will find something if not a work camping thing then a volunteer thing something somewhere um it's a big wide world and the united states is huge i mean it is huge guys I, i mean i've lived in the united states my whole life and I just don't think that you can really grasp how vast it is until you start to, like, travel through it, and then it's like, wow.
0: (laughs) We're driving and going 60, and we're missing everything, Mm -hmm. but we're seeing so much, Mm -hmm. so much in between just destinations and map dots.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so there's a lot out there, a lot of opportunity, but that's a big thing that we've been starting to chip away at this week, just um, finding places, and... Whenever we reach a um, conclusion of some sort or when we get some kind of a result, at some point down the line, we'll sit down and share, like, how we found the positions that we find, assuming we find them and tips and tricks and that kind of thing. But like I said, we're still in the learning phases. So anyway, that is kind of what has been on our on our plate so far this week. Um, Tomorrow, we are going to be going to Mission Tejas State Park. To volunteer it's somewhere that we've been volunteering for the last year um, when we haven't been on the road obviously I started going out there and I kind of drug you along for the ride
0: I knew I needed to do it mm-hmm. and I knew I wanted to do it it just
1: guys it was volu- easier to,
0: it was easier to follow you than to you know.
1: volunteering is great not only does it give back To a community but if you're interested in working in a particular space or field getting out there and volunteering is a great way to get job experience it's a great way to network I mean I've been offered jobs before based off of nothing more than the fact that I showed up once a week and was consistent over the course of a few years and the people there got to know me and it's a good way to give back. And in, in this case, volunteering with Texas Parks and Wildlife, it gets us outside. It gets us active. Um, all Both of my circles for my Google Health on days that we go out there are always closed because oh we do so much walking. <laughs> um, it's just, it's great. So we're doing that tomorrow, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I just, I like going out there, and I like being in the woods. And it's something that we get to do together. I mean, we do everything together, but it's another thing that we get to do together. And it's like for a good cause and it feels it feels really good.
0: Another good thing about volunteering is that I've never been anywhere and volunteered and where I was productive and did things that I was treated poorly. No. So I feel like you get the best treatment. Clearly you're not paid so you don't get that treatment. But no. you get a really you get really good treatment. And like if you're like, hey, we should just go stop and take a break for lunch, we just stop. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's not like somebody's going to scream at us. Or for, somebody's cracking a whip or over Or somebody's our cracking head. a whip. They're, everybody's been really gracious.
1: Well, yeah, and that's because we're helping them out. I mean, right. especially in, like, the environmental sector, like the park services and um, the national park system and everything. So much of it is supplemented by volunteers. I mean, there are paid employees, obviously, but... A large part of it, um, the backbone really of a lot of these um, organizations like u s Fish and Wildlife Service or Texas Parks and Wildlife is supported by volunteers
0: or work campers even. or work
1: campers yeah there's work campers at mission Tejas too that are that sign up for you know a six month stint and they 're there purely to support the mission of that park, um, so they 're going to treat you well like you 're doing them a favor and they 're not paying you to be there so it behooves them to be nice to you, to keep mm-hmm. you around. So it really is a um, mutually beneficial uh, relationship. And I don't know, I've, I've built some really positive relationships with people through volunteering. Um, I've talked before about my experience volunteering with the Fish and Wildlife Service in Connecticut um, at a nature preserve called Stuart B. McKinney. And I still, I tell tell you all the time I miss that place and I miss the people there because it was just such a good environment. And especially because I was volunteering there while I was still active duty, going there was like a a calm in the storm. It was your escape. It was 100%. And they, I don't know, it was great. So any chance to get out and volunteer, I I always tell people to do it. Um, And it's something that I hope I'll continue to do my whole life because I just think it's good for you. But I guess that's enough rambling about our week <laughs> and everything. I guess we'll go ahead and get into... You're
0: not going to ask me how I, how I am? Did I not? No. Wow,
1: indeed. I am selfish. I, I am a selfish so monster.
0: Right here next to you, I'm forgotten.
1: I am so sorry. How are you, babe?
0: Oh, I'm fine. It's it's all good.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be paying for this one later.
0: <laughs> no, I'm 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 good. It's... It feels things are feeling more and more routine. I feel like I say that every time. Yeah. But I appreciate when things are consistent Mm -hmm. and routine and I can see things coming. I I don't really like spur of the moment stuff thrown on us. I think we excel in that, but that's not really how I want to live. Yeah. And so just the consistency of how things are going right now, I'm enjoying it.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think everything feels really good. And I think having um, like a consistent framework that you can kind of structure your your day and week around, it gives you space for creativity, yeah. which is We've really We've been nice.
0: actually, funny you say that, we're sitting around a fire right now and for a couple of days doing homework, we have come outside late morning and just made a fire and then you stoke it, and I stoke it, and we just poke around with it, sit on our laptops, have an extension cord over here for our, <laughs> for power, and yeah, it, it feels so free compared to sitting inside.
1: Yeah, it really does. And so,
0: this is something we're probably going to keep doing. You might get a couple more campfire talks out of us.
1: Well, and you know, I was thinking about that today, just sitting outside and doing homework. Like, like just how I felt after today versus how I felt after yest- yesterday, we sat outside and did homework all day. Mm-hmm. Today we sat inside and did homework all day.
0: Yeah, like that.
1: Today <laughs> I felt tired. I felt achy. I felt irritable. But when we had sat outside, I felt like very relaxed and chill. And the time actually went by really, really quickly. Like oh, I, I enjoyed being yeah. outside. It was just a totally different vibe doing homework outside than being inside.
0: Well, while we're working on it inside, it's like. Oh, I got to get done so I can go outside. Yeah. But we're already out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I like that. As long as the weather's good. Right now, it's been in the high 60s and 70s during the days and down in the 40s at night. This is this is the good part of winter, early winter for here.
1: Yeah, it really is. And I think I'll continue to try to be, I mean, I'm outside as much as I can anyway, but to continue to try to do homework outside just because I've noticed a huge difference in how I feel. Um and I I don't, necess- I don't know why that is necessarily, but I'm not going to question it too much. I'm just going <laughs> to try to yeah, ride that wave.
0: Well, what are we talking about this week?
1: Well, I figured we would update a little bit from our podcast last week. We have a name for our new truck. <laughs> and I don't know, did you suggest it or did, I I don't remember how it exactly came about.
0: I said it was like, well, you kept saying this thing, it feels like a tank. Uh-huh. And I was like, what rhymes with tank? Hank. <laughs> Hank the Tank.
1: So we have named the new Chevy Silverado Hank the Tank. And I think it suits him very well. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little bit of an update there. We had said that if anyone had any suggestions to let us know and we were kicking around a few different things, and I'm a big believer that when you find the right name, it will resonate and it will just stick. And this has has
0: stuck. It's a very, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a white white truck, mm-hmm. um, just like a, a, a work like a work a work tradesman type truck, blue collar truck, and that sounds like a Hank to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's a tank. I mean, it's heavy.
1: Yeah, it is. But it knows how to get out of its own way. Yeah. It's really, it's a lot of fun to drive. Um, It's so solid. I have no doubt that it's just going to continue to be an awesome addition mm-hmm. to our life and really help us out a lot.
0: I agree. So
1: I still have to um sell the Tacoma. Um, We have a few people that are interested, and I have no doubt that it's probably going to go pretty quickly. But
0: With due as, time.
1: Yeah, as That's... soon as it's soon as it's out the door that'll be that for in the Tacoma um, and that's been a good ride she's been a really really good truck but you know when it's time to make a change you know so well, you know you know when well, you know you know
0: you that know? brings us to Murph
1: yeah so I was thinking about what we were going to talk about for this episode and there we have so many different options and different ways we could go but I thought why not kind of at least for this episode stick with the theme that we kind of established the last episode, which is trucks and towing and um, having a reliable vehicle and the different different ways that we've used our vehicles. And since for so long we were using your truck, Murph, the Ram 1500 to tow with, and we mentioned that that's not going to be a good option anymore, I thought that I would kind of sit and like kind of interview you a little bit. And ask you questions about your journey with your truck and the, some of the different things you've done because I think you've done some really unique things um, <laughs> that yeah. are a lot a of fun, of really cool. Yeah. You've been pretty misunderstood by some people at certain points, um, yeah, and I it's think gonna happen. Yeah. I think your your motives have not been well understood. So I just thought this would be a, a good opportunity for you to sit and kind of talk about that.
0: Is this my chance to uh, to prove myself to everyone that what I'm <laughs> doing is not crazy?
1: Well, I'm, well, pff, I don't know if you're going to, no, I don't think that, I think no, it's too late actually, to convince yeah. anyone that we're not crazy. Um, but I thought you might enjoy talking about it.
0: Sure. Yeah. I love my truck.
1: So I thought to start with, you could begin at the beginning and talk about okay. what led Murph into your life and why you chose the truck that you did.
0: Okay. So let's go back about five years ago and I was in Guantanamo Bay. Didn't bring my truck with me there. Um, It just, I didn't feel like I needed to. The base is small enough. I bought a beater there. And when it was my time to leave, I was going to go back home on vacation for a couple weeks. And then go to my new duty station in Virginia. And I was thinking about it before I left Cuba. It's like, alright, my truck's back there. It's doing good. It should be good to go. I'll need to, you know, do a oil change. This, that, the other, probably service and things on it. It's like, truthfully, man, I'm going to have so much crap packed in the bed of that thing because I had a 2005 F-150. It was a two-door, two-door truck. No <laughs> backseat. Like the wall is your back seat. And I was like, man, I'm going to have so much crap in the bed. Like what if I hit bad weather? And so I'm like thinking, what I can do to get around having bad weather. I could put a tonneau cover on the bed. I could do this, that, the other. It's like, why don't I just get a four-door truck? That just, that makes more sense. I'll have so much more room. And I had originally had a two-door truck so that people wouldn't ride with me so I wouldn't have to pay for the gas, (laughs) truthfully. Um, But I was like, I can get a four-door truck now. I'm not gonna know that many people in Virginia. Nobody's gonna be bumming rides off me. And so, I asked my dad, I was like, hey, can you put a for sale sign on my truck? And he's like, uh, you can do that yourself. I was like, I'm no, I'm not there. I'm 1,500 miles away. It's like, well, hey, you'll figure it out. Like, okay. Um, I was like, can you just park it in X place? So, they got parked somewhere that was visible, and I put a post on Craigslist. And there are a couple people that I talked to wanting to buy it, and Ends up, somebody really wanted to come look at it, taking on a test drive. And I was like, sure, sure. Um, let me just coordinate it with my father. I'm in the military, I'm overseas. Um, he'll be able to give you the keys for it, or you can pick them up. You work through the bank. And I gave the guy all the information for it. And well, he went to take it on a test drive, and he, he went to the bank to pick up the keys. And maybe, maybe they all put two and two together behind my backs, but it was a funny feeling when my dad was sitting in his office at the bank where he works and somebody he knew came in and said hey Dennis um is your son selling his truck (laughs) my dad was like well he did find a way so I ended up that that sale ended up going through and I sold my truck and we transferred the title when I got back to the states which was like a week later and I had another week in Texas before I was leaving for Virginia and so then the hunt began, I, I originally wanted another Ford and I had a bad experience with the dealership I called them and I was like, Hey, I'm looking for this truck, this one that's on auto trader right now. Um, is it there? I'd like to come to a test drive. I'm serious. And then he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Come on. Went to that dealership. They had lied to me. The truck had already been sold and they were uh. like, Hey, we got another truck here for you if you want. And I was like, mm, no, you lied to me. And so I just got back in my truck and drove away. Throughout all my looking, I ended up finding my Ram. It was a year old, had 17,000 miles on it. When I originally got it, I got a really fair price on it, like a puzzling fair price on it, where one of the salesmen was like, I don't know where you found that listing online for that price, um, and I've loved it ever since. That mm-hmm. was in 2016.
1: So you drove it all the way up to Virginia. Yes. And that was kind of where the saga began. Now, the the way your truck looks now versus how it looked in the beginning, I mean, it's like a completely different truck. And it's gone through so many different like. um, Visuals, you mean? Yeah, like visually, it looks like a different truck. And it's gone through so many different phases yeah. so I think it'd be a lot of fun to kind of go back and
0: oh I got a, I got a could, good first mod yeah if you then. could talk
1: about like the first few things that you started to change and why yeah.
0: well I put fender flares on there because I wanted to put bigger tires <laughs> um it did look good and then it yeah and so then I put bigger tires on it I put 35s on it um some mud terrains. and then I was fishing with a buddy of mine and he's like oh there's a mud hole Went down in the mud hole I was like oh that was cool so I backed up went through it again backed up went through it again backed up went through it again it's like hell yeah and I was gonna get and I, I got through it the last time I got out of my truck and I was like man this thing's muddy heck yeah this is this was fun and something was sticking out of the water and I was like what is that and I turned to my left and looked at the front of the truck my bumper was ripped oh. off. I drove over my bumper going in and out of this mud hole. My front bumper, it, was, it just got drug under and drove over. It was ruined. So I ended up putting a, um, like a replacement style heavy duty bumper on my truck, on the front of it. And that was kind of, I, I was going to tear the, the stock one if I put it back on there again with how I was driving it at that point. So I put that one on there. Um, I put a winch on it in that in that bumper, and then what's the next thing I did? I ended up buying a camper shell. Mm-hmm. I Had a nice camper shell on it that we used whenever we went mm-hmm.
1: to all that, around the country. <laughs>
0: do that whole or, um, truck. truck bed camping thing, um, and then I downsized the tires a little bit because it was like, man, this thing doesn't stay in eighth gear while I'm driving because the tires are so heavy. I was like, it needs smaller tires. And it's like, this truck needs a little more power. <laughs> so I got a programmer for it. I got this guy to tune it remotely. Um, and I was like, ooh, an air intake. I'll do an air intake. <laughs> oh, let me, let, me, let me rewind. Before <laughs> I even left Texas, on my way home from buying the truck, I went and put a different muffler on it at a muffler shop. <laughs> so, I mean... That the was, was The stage was set. So, here I am trying to put more power into my truck and this and that and the other. I've done these things and it's like, ooh. The best thing to do would be to put different uh, ratio gearing in the truck. So, I did the front and the back. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> there was this raffle on Facebook for with a guy that I knew that owned a business um, that sold performance parts, and I put in a $20 raffle, and I won a set of headers, which is basically the beginning of the ex- exhaust of a vehicle where it bolts to the engine. Mm-hmm. So that really woke it up performance-wise, and it's like, yeah,
1: this is and great. And so this was kind of the the beginning of the mm-hmm. end, so to speak, for yeah. for where we are today.
0: Yeah, I um, mean an- – one of the last visual things before we get into that part. Yeah, yeah. Um, I The truck is black. Mm-hmm. It's always been black. Um, it It's really hard to keep that clean. Mm-hmm. And if you get any kind of branches scratching against it, the clear coat gets messed up. And then I worked at Home Depot after right after I got out of active duty. And <laughs> shopping carts. Three shopping carts in two months. I was tired of fixing these little bitty dents for a $500 deductible. <laughs> And I ended up getting the truck bedlined, and that was probably the biggest visual modification. Mm -hmm. And then we get to us moving from Connecticut then Mm -hmm. to Texas. Mm -hmm. What's your follow-up question? Well... Where do you want me to go with this?
1: (laughs) You're going, like, way ahead of where I was was wanting to lead. You got to, like, answer the question I ask and then stop. Sorry, sorry, Um, I want to start getting into what got you into taking your truck down the track. Um, but oh, before yeah. we do that, we probably should take a break because that's going to be our long story and our fire needs more wood. <laughs> so we will be right back, guys. Uh, thanks for listening.
0: So I guess it's kind of hard to stop me whenever I get on a roll.
1: <laughs> Y'all, we are back. The fire <laughs> is stoked, we got some gorgeous, comforting flames. But yeah, you, you really like ran away with the story there. I was like, I guess I'll just let him talk and we'll, we'll, we'll circle back whenever yeah, we get to it.
0: I don't <laughs> know if you're trying to get my attention, but I looked over and I was like, hey, uh, I don't know where you want me to stop.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I think it's worth noting that um, appearance wise, there have been things that you've changed about your truck from beginning to current day. So all mm-hmm. of those things didn't happen, like, overnight or in the course of a year. It's been over the last four five, or five, five years, years, yeah, that you've had that truck. So that's, that's one thing to note. Um, before you ever covered it in bed liner, um, I don't even know if you had gotten rid of your camper shell yet. You, I guess you, I don't think no, you had. No, had not. You, Before all of that stuff began, you got the need for speed. And I would love to hear you talk about who got you into that, why you were, like, so captivated by it, um, and just a little bit of why, even today, it's something that you really seem to, like, love. I feel like it's your big hobby. Feel free to just, like, take it away. Wax eloquent.
0: So, how I got started with the drag strip. (laughs) Kind of the way that probably everybody did, I think. Pretty typical. Um, The drag strip is the place you go so you don't do stupid things on the road. (laughs) That's that's why they exist. And I appreciate their existence. I was driving from Virginia to Connecticut, where you were stationed. Mm -hmm. And it was later in the evening... And there's this really loud steer back there, mooing at us, I think. (laughs) Um, But there's a really long bridge and tunnel system that separates Virginia, the mainland of Virginia, to the eastern shore. And it's a long straightaway, long tunnel under the water, long downhill run, and it's late at night. And I was driving an eight-hour drive. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be a good idea to just, you know, let the horses run. (laughs) And I gave it some of the skinny pedal. (laughs) And I was going quite fast. I would rather not say exactly how fast I'm going (laughs) for insurance purposes. (laughs) And I happened to pass a two-toned vehicle of some certain type. With a light bar. With a light bar. Um, There was no place to turn around to investigate a situation further until one vehicle got to the end of the tunnel system. And I made a judgment call. I don't know if it was a good one or a bad one. I guess it turned out okay. (laughs) I'm still here and I really let the horses run. Um, It was a scary situation. I would probably take a lot of that back and not do it, (laughs) if I could. But I managed to get away from a situation that I put myself in that was reckless, scot-free. From then on forward, I decided that I would not put myself in certain situations that are reckless in an uncontrolled environment, mm-hmm. and so I began going to the drag strip. I went to the drag strip, had a lot of fun because it's just like, man, you can go and just smash it. You can just floor it for as long as you want until the end of the, until the finish line, <laughs> <laughs> and then you can do it again. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. Um, I met a guy that lived kind of near where I lived in Virginia. Um, we met there. He had a lot of stuff under his truck. More than me. And he was really cool. I mean, it was just like, a, it was a really cool community. It's it's like, I don't know, going to watch like a men's slow pitch softball game on a Saturday afternoon. Just the community that surrounds that. Just, mm-hmm. a, just a fun little atmosphere. Um, everybody's there to have a good time. Harmless fun. And I, I, I kind of fell in love with it. Um, do you want to ask another question before I go deep or something or change the subject? Or? Um,
1: I, I don't, I don't know. Do you have more that you want to say about, well, because. so That's, you, that's you said, the
0: beginnings of it.
1: Right. So that's the beginning. I guess this would probably be a good point to start peppering in along with your stories about like going to the track and, and mm-hmm. chasing, chasing speed. Really? Let's be honest. Um, about how you started to also do like, um,
0: more performance
1: modifications, modifications yes. as well so, and some of the people that got you into yeah. that.
0: So, I had, I want you
1: to name drop here. You do? I do. I think it would be interesting. Okay. I think cuz these people are significant yeah. people in this community yeah. and it's interesting.
0: Yeah. The the guy that um I met at this drag strip. Um his name was Jeremy Maximini in Virginia. It was actually at a North Carolina drag strip. It was close to the border, whatever. <laughs> um we had a really good time. I still talk to him a lot. He's a firefighter for Virginia Beach. Really good dude um and it was just like man these people they're not trying they're not they're not out to cause harm they're just here to have a good time Mm -hmm. and after i got out of the navy in virginia i moved up to connecticut and was there for like the winter months basically which was like eight months out of the year yeah it's bad uh, i mean who's going drag racing in the snow (laughs) nobody and there's nowhere near so that got put on hold until we moved back to texas so we moved back to Texas and it's like, man, I just got started in school last year. I wanna get back to doing that drag racing thing. I've, I've been wanting to do that. I had parts that had been sitting on the shelf that I've been waiting to put on for so long. Mm-hmm. I got them put on and I went to the drag strip and a guy that I had bought some parts from before, um, he invited me, that was Kyle Tingle. He owns Gage Performance um, for any kind of Mopar. Performance Accessories, Um, it was him, it was another guy, a friend of mine, Jason Daria, that owns Elite Hemi Performance, and another guy there, Asher Decker, he's, he's another solid dude in that community. And those three had a really good relationship, and I already had one, a good one too, with the guy that does the computer programming, Sets all the parameters, how my truck should run, and the engine, the transmission, all that stuff. I mean, they've always been, like, top-notch, best customer service you could ask for. And, like, somebody that you can... like, a friend that you can talk to. Like, we get Christmas cards from people Mm -hmm. um, because of this. And so, last fall, it was like, yeah, get back into that. So, I went, and they were there at the track. We all kind of hung out together, you know, it was like... It was like a crew that I got to join. Mm-hmm. It was it was cool. Um, and the guy that tunes my truck, Jay Green, he has Green Racing. Um, it's here kind of regionally out of Texas. He does stuff all over the world. But um, they've all been at the track and just super friendly with me, helpful. Mm-hmm. And it's just everybody's there to have a good time. I mean, it's, it's friendly competition.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Who can go the fastest? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I yeah,
1: I think um, it, it's such an interesting world. It's kind of like it's kind of like you look out over the landscape of the world, right? And there's all these paving stones, and all these paving stones represent all these different like communities and clubs and you turn the stone over and it's like you know you turn a rock over in the garden and you're like wow look at all these bugs and ants and everything it's like that you turn that stone over and you're like wow there's this there's this world this whole like really interesting world that i never would have known about if it hadn't been for you getting into this i mean it's the same the same thing can be said for like full-time rv living and the work camping stuff and the idea that people are souping up these half-ton trucks yeah, to everyone... shoot them down the drag strip as fast as they possibly can—I mean, that's that's crazy.
0: Yeah, all the friends that I'm that I'm qu- quoting, um, they all have Ram pickup trucks too. Everybody's is a little bit different. Mine's probably the biggest and the heaviest. Um, but everybody is—it's all about putting this brick onto the pavement and trying to make it go as fast as possible this this brick that is not aerodynamic whatsoever this big old mm-hmm. heavy turd get it going as fast <laughs> as you can by only throwing power at it really
1: Mm-hmm. and it's impressive what what people can do
0: i mean my truck it'll pull the front wheel uh, it will on takeoff. it yeah.
1: absolutely will we shared that photo for last week's behind the scenes on our instagram yeah. so if you haven't seen it you can go look at it it's a zero really to 60, pretty pretty photo zero
0: to 60 is like 3.5 one or two seconds
1: i mean that's crazy yeah qu- real quick throw out like yeah. your like truck stats and everything right. it might not mean um, much to me but people who are interested in like yeah. drag racing will get it
0: <laughs> so i have a 5.7 hemi ram everything in the block is 100 percent stock factory stuff and then beyond that which is the camshaft um, which are the heads which are Everything that goes along with that, everything beyond that is modified. Um, But it is the fastest 5.7 RAM that is naturally aspirated, meaning it has no nitrous, no supercharger, no turbo. It's the fastest 5.7 RAM in a four-door configuration. Yeah, it runs, in the spring, it it became the fastest 5.7 four-door RAM um, and I went 1159 in a quarter mile at 114.8 miles an hour.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so really impressive stuff. Um, but I think a big part of what has impressed me from being exposed to this community vis-a-vis you is just um, how genuinely good the people that are in your little crew are. Um, Kyle Tingle, Jason Daria, Jay Green, Asher... I don't know his last name.
0: Decker.
1: Dasher Decker. Like, um, they, they're all really, really good, solid people. And not only are they, have they been really nice to you, which I'm going to appreciate anyone who's nice to you, they've also been really nice to me. Yeah. And I'm just your I'm just your partner. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just some chick. You know, like, I'm not in this community. But they've been really, really kind. And yeah. That means a lot. Like that speaks volumes of the kind of people that we're dealing with and the caliber of people that we're dealing with too. Like these aren't just some dumb rednecks that no, have done some stupid stuff no. to their vehicles. Like these are, I'm, I don't know, they're classy people. I think.
0: Yeah. Um, interesting, you say that. Whenever I started doing a little more extensive stuff, like um, whenever I installed ported heads on my truck, whenever I put in um, one of the mini camshafts that my truck has had in it. Um, <laughs> When I've done bigger things like that, um, or put in some converter or something like that, torque converter, uh, a lot of that stuff, and we live about two, three hours away from where these guys live. Yeah. Um, some of that stuff is overnight or all day long type work. So yeah. We've gotten a hotel near there. I've spent a night in my buddy's house before. Um, and one day you were there with me. And during the day, I was helping work on my truck. I'm not just going to drop it off and say, thanks, guys. See you later. No, right. It, it's not that kind of operation. Um, they do receive compensation for having, like, the $10,000 worth of tools that can make that possible. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, and, and work is not free. Um, but you were there with me, and you didn't really have anything to do. And Jason's wife... Was just like, hey, you want to go shopping with me? And y'all mm-hmm. went shopping, and mm-hmm. y'all have a friendship now. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: she's a super cool chick. I mean, all these all these people are really really cool. Um, Jay's wife is super cool. Yeah. And Kyle's wife is. I've had limited interactions with her, but she is so cool. She's a hoot. <laughs> yeah, like they're just they're they're cool cool ass people, um, and it's a whole world that neither one of us would have ever known about if you hadn't decided to get into this in the first place. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I've done some crazy extensive stuff to my truck, probably farther than, well, clearly, farther than anyone has ever gone in a four-door pickup ram, Mm -hmm. um, naturally aspirated. Uh, I mean, my truck was down to the seat, no carpet, no door (laughs) panels, no mirrors, no bumper on the back, no spare tire, all that stuff was out of there, all in the name of speed. I've I've really I've I've gone pretty far. I mean I've I haven't hacked everything up but I it's all like take it apart and then whenever the cold weather, the cold dense air goes away and gets hot, your vehicle slow down, so it's like, Well, let's not put it through the abuse over the summer and that kinda brings us to putting it back over the spring. Mm-hmm. And putting it back into how it looks right now. Mm-hmm. For now.
1: Yeah, and the craziest part is, you know, you did all that crazy speed stuff. And then you also towed around the country. Do you want to kind of want to talk yeah. about, like, the the decision that went into okaying that. And, like, some of the things you've learned. And, like, if you... Like, if is if hindsight's twenty twenty for you at all with that. And just kind of everything that happened. Sure. Because we've hinted at it, but I don't think we've yeah. really talked about it.
0: So... As Rebecca's dad would say my truck's all cammed up (laughs) (laughs) and well basically what a camshaft does is it opens certain valves in your motor to make it breathe better um, and more aggressively in certain instances and it'll make your your power band so if you're thinking about it yeah it'll make your power band (laughs) shift much higher in the rpm range so starting off very low in the range Um, where you spend a lot of your time driving on the highway or on takeoff, um, it really doesn't have much guts. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things that we had a problem with when my truck didn't have the low end guts was that I had a performance torque converter in, which if you can think of like a torque converter, think of it like a clutch, like in a vehicle that has three pedals. Um, Think of it like the clutch for starting out your truck. It sounds like a manual when it takes off, basically. So it revs up before it starts moving. Um, So you're driving a manual, imagine revving it up to 4,000 RPMs before it starts moving fully, um, compared to as soon as you start letting it out, and when it's stock, it starts moving. So that added a lot of demands on my torque converter that I had in there at the time. And basically the clutch in it burned up, not Uh like caught on fire, but wore out. Uh And that happened when we were, it happened during the trip that we took to Caddo Lake. Yep. Over the spring. And I felt the effects of it later on, like the truck was slipping. Going down the highway, it's just got 2,000 RPMs and it was just Automatic shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. So I had that torque converter uh, reworked a little bit and put in some beefier stuff in it. And then you know, it was like, this is as good as it's gonna get with this thing. And so then we hit the road. Mm-hmm. Um, we hit the road towing over the summer. And when you add weight to it, that really that's just another really big factor and another really big demand on the clutch on your torque converter. And throughout the course of the 8,000 8, miles that we were driving, um, got into a couple little pickles because mm-hmm. um, the truck, never like we were stranded, but that the truck, it, it just didn't have the guts to do something that it needed to do. Yeah. Um, and over the course of that time, the clutches still wore out in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so towing was really hard um, with how I had modified the truck. I would probably say, looking back, I probably should have put a couple more um, factory-like components in it. Yeah. Like a, a factory torque converter, instead of trying to beef up the one I had a little bit mm-hmm. or band-aid that one through. I guess you could say, uh-huh. um, that's probably my regret it's probably not doing that. Um, but ultimately we survived. I just, um, we're coming up on, and it's December now and the weather's getting cold. And my truck is about to go into that drag racing form. Um, it's going to need, I have to get another converter for it and I'll be able to sell the one I have, um, Get it fixed back up and sell it. And it'll be great for somebody. But the next best thing is out already. So I'm going to be going that route. Um, yeah, the, the, the real regret is that I probably didn't put um, a more stockish or factory converter in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I could get the best of both worlds for, for towing and for that takeoff, like initial rip of torque whenever mm-hmm. you leave the starting line. And I wasn't able to get that.
1: Yeah. And I don't think there's any shame in that attempt either, just because, I mean, at the time we had my Tacoma and your Ram and Mm -hmm. the only vehicle capable of towing us was the Ram. So we had to use that, Mm -hmm. but you didn't want to have to sacrifice the massive hobby that you have either. So it made sense to try to find a balance. And in this case, it just was not possible to, to find a balance. Um, and I think it was a, a hard lesson that we were lucky enough to not have to learn very, very diff in a very difficult way. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: we never ended up stranded or anything. We ended up in a couple of pickles, but we were able to get out of them for one reason or the other. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Yeah, everything has a way of working out in the end. Mm -hmm. But that is the the biggest reason why it became very evident to both of us that we needed to get something that could move us when we need to move. And Um, like
0: the snap of your fingers, not... Yes, uh, not with a uh, ton of work. Not bolt all your seats back in and carpet and bumpers and all that stuff and then just get it to where it needs to go. It needed to be like a snap of the finger thing. Yes. Where we can just hook up. And go when we need to. Like, what if a hurricane, if we live down at the coast, what if a hurricane came? I mean, it would have been, it would have been bad. Oh, yeah, my truck didn't have any exhaust on it after the headers, basically. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, I mean, rattling your brains out, trying to tow something, I couldn't even imagine doing that.
1: Your truck is loud. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When When it's like that, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, what do you think the the future for you and your truck is? What do you think the future's looking like for old Murph?
0: Well let's let's go to let me let me shift this over to we ended up getting a vehicle that we could go snap of our fingers and hook up. Hank the tank. Hank the tank. So we got Hank the Tank and you're gonna be selling your Tacoma. Yeah. Shailene. Um I mean my truck it's still gonna be able to to drive up and down the road just fine. Um, but because you are willing to do that, it's kind of opened the door for me to be a little more aggressive with my truck. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know where it goes long-term. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't I don't know how far to see it, but I'm, I kind of set up the precedent that I will go farther than anyone else. <laughs> and I definitely have. Um, And I don't anticipate slowing down on that, figuratively and literally. (laughs) I don't anticipate slowing down, anticipate going faster, doing crazier things. Um, The community, the guys that I know, um, the guy that tunes my truck, the guys that sell me the parts, the guys that help with the labor, the guys that are there to shoot the shit, um, that's not something that I want to lose. Yeah. It's – I haven't really had like a – a true, like, sense of belonging anywhere, because you and I, we we don't really... We kind of hang to ourselves. We do. Um, But that's, like, the... That's, like, the people that I can go to, and we can always be doing something fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, good, safe, fun, um, legal activities, Mm -hmm. no no two-tone vehicles in your rearview mirror. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's... I guess it's the future holds that I, uh, I mean, it's not going to go crazy. I mean, it's already crazy to some people's standards. But I don't think I'm going to go off the deep end and, like, hack the bed out of the truck. Some people do that. <laughs> not for me. Sorry. No truck.
1: plexiglass in your windows?
0: It's a truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I look forward to going to be doing some, some pretty aggressive things that I couldn't have done if I was going to have to tow um, at the snap of the fingers. It was hard because, like last winter, if we would have needed to move the RV. I mean, we could have done it, but it would have been painful with mm-hmm. no exhaust, with trying to throw the seats back into my truck, doing this and that, back and forth. Um, the fact that we're a little bit nomadic and that we just kind of go where the wind takes us, um, this supports that with having hank the tank. Um, Better than with my truck. Truthfully, I mean, even if my truck was factory and all that, Hank the Tank would still, like, It'd blow it out. It, the water. It, it, he's not even going to shrug with 8,000 pounds behind him. No. It's just, there's a completely difference, com- complete difference in the torque that that truck holds and what the horsepower in mine does.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: Um, it'll be, yeah, this is just a. Uh, I didn't know that this was gonna happen. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I'm not like the most excited person in the world. Like, hell yeah. (laughs) Um, It's just, this is an interesting turn that we've taken so that I can still do all these things with my truck and we can still be relatively nomadic. Like right now, um, we're on some of my family's land that they're letting us stay on. Um, And we're not gonna live here for the rest of our lives, clearly. Um, but if we needed to pick up, we could. Mm-hmm. And
1: That's say, a real sense of security.
0: Yeah, it's it's a sense of security to be able to, to go where we need to go. Yeah. Not that we need to go anywhere currently, but it's like if we needed to go where we needed to go, um, Hank's not going to – he's just going to shrug it off and be like, whatever, we're going to town. Or we're going a couple hundred miles this way, that way. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: So – do you have anything that you want to say? Because, you know, this is it's just the way it goes. Whenever you are doing something that's a little bit out of the norm or you're going a direction that's a little bit off the beaten trail, you and I both have been exposed to our fair share of criticism from for all mm-hmm. kinds of people for all different reasons. Um, a lot of it, I think, comes down to just a, a lack of awareness and a lack of understanding sometimes. Um, do you have anything that you want to say if you could like sit those people down like have all of the people in the, in a room and sit them down and like have a heart to heart? Do you have anything that you want to say to the people who think that, that you are just no that you're just <laughs> drag racing your truck because you're i don't know sowing your wild oats or something
0: I mean basically listen to this. <laughs> um, I've, I've done a lot of things that have, over the course of my life, I mean, it's it's like, I've tried to bend the rules on almost everything I've ever done. That's just how I am. I'm going to find a loophole. I'm going to do this um, because I can. If I figure out a way to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, and I've really, really enjoyed being able to bend the rules of what, a truck of what I thought a truck could do for me. And I feel like it's a constructive thing that I'm doing. Um, I don't feel like I'm ripping things apart, which sometimes I am. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like it's a, it's, it's a constructive outlet for me. Um, I try and do it as safe as possible. Clearly going 115 miles an hour is not always the safest thing in the world. Um, and things can happen. Um, but things can happen everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean you can go down the road. I mean everybody's driving an 80 mile-an-hour missile on the highway mm-hmm. um, And you have traffic there. You can't control those people. Yeah. Oh. I Mean, I'm just there on a drag strip with just me or, or another vehicle that hopefully is way behind me <laughs> I I Look at us. I look at it as something that I've done that's constructive Um people are going to love me for it, they're going to hate me for it, or they're just going to think I'm silly. And I'm probably probably somewhere in the middle is where that all, that's where the truth lies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's going to come a day when I'm. When something's probably going to happen that I really wish didn't happen. Um, whether that be I blow something up on my truck or something bad happens, knock on wood. I'll do that real quick. For sure. <laughs> um that doesn't mean that I haven't had a good time and I've tried to do it safely. And I've, I don't know, I've, the the people that I've surrounded myself with too have made the experience so positive that. There's I, something
1: I, to be said for
0: that. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. I don't think I can really have any regrets at the end of the day.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I agree with you. And I mean, I think, I think anybody listening to this should know by now that if they're looking for um, – advice to take the the predictable and the safe and the quote-unquote normal route you're probably not going to get that here anyway so
0: (laughs) from a a kid I mean I was in high school and we raced lawnmowers in our small (laughs) engine shop class we stripped the decks off of them the mufflers we changed out the gears on them made them fast and like that was our that was our little tuning project I mean stuff like that the
1: writing has been on the wall for you for a long time
0: I mean I've skinned my knees on on tricycles trying to ride on two wheels <laughs> I, I've always just if there's something that I can that I can do or exploit or improve upon or have fun with I'm gonna try and do it and mm-hmm. being being normal is boring
1: <laughs> it is and and life is way 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 too short um, and you could die at any second so what what difference does it make anyway well, I really enjoyed this conversation. I think it was fun to kind of go down memory lane and start at the beginning and, like, work our way up to, to present day. That's
0: present day. Present day in the next week or so, and Chuck's going to start looking a whole lot different. Um, we're going to kind of get into track trim. We're going to lose a little bit of weight. We're going to do a couple more modifications, and we're going to try and push it farther than it's ever been, faster than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Should be fun.
1: Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where you go and, and not being as stressed out anymore about it because before I was worried that like something was going to happen and our, our mode of movement was going to be destroyed. Yeah, well, now I've removed that variable. So bless your heart <laughs> So now it's like, okay, babe, go have fun.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for supporting me.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a, that's a important thing that I want to touch on too. Um, you support me in the endeavors that I have. You support me in all of my content creation with YouTube. And um, we're doing this podcast together, but it was a large part of my idea for doing it in the first place. And you've supported that. And everything that I've wanted to do, you have backed me. Um, not to say that you haven't asked me hard questions, but you have, have been in my corner every step of the way. And so, yeah. yeah, And so I'm going to continue to be in your corner every single step of the way. Um, and it doesn't mean that I'm not going to question you about certain things, but at the end of the day, I just want you to have fun and be safe and do, do what makes you happy because life is too short to do anything else. So that is the, that's the history of Murph and Stuart and everything going forward with, with your truck and yeah. everything. I...
0: Next week, we can probably, um, we can touch on if we get any um, answers back about work camping. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we can talk about Shailene. It'll mm-hmm. be yeah. fun. Um, maybe I can, ho- maybe I can scene? interview you about Shailene. And why'd you do that? Oh, that wouldn't
1: be near as interesting. You're so much better versed in like the mechanical stuff than I am, but, but yeah, we'll figure it, we'll figure it out when we get there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think I think that's everything that I wanted to ask you about your truck. Is there any like last words that you you want to get off your chest or anything you you wanted to touch on that I didn't ask?
0: You don't like it till you try it. <laughs> I mean, I tried it and I didn't. I, I like dip my toes in. And then it was like, oh, this water feels good, and I just jumped in. It's it's been great. Um, if y'all have any questions about it? I'm, I, I don't I don't have secrets. I mean, I take all all feedback is just feedback, It's not criticism. Uh-huh. Um, and I love talking. I love talking shop. Let me know. you've Got any questions? <laughs>
1: All that said, I think we'll go ahead and roll into our feel-good story of the week. And you found this one so I'll let you share where it's from and what it's about.
0: So I found this on Facebook. Um, It was just before we were um, sitting down to do this. I was like, oh, we need a feel-good story. (laughs) And I found one on Facebook. And it's a post and I'll read it now. It says, After losing his parents, Roscoe A three-year-old orangutan was so depressed he wouldn't eat and he didn't respond to medical treatment. The vets thought he may die from sadness. The zookeepers found an old sick dog on the grounds in the park at the zoo where the orangutan lived and took the dog to the animal treatment center. The dog arrived at the same time the orangutan was there being treated. The two lost souls met and have been inseparable ever since. The orangutan found a new reason to live, and each of them always tries his best to be a good companion to each newfound friend. They are together 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, in all their activities. They reside in Northern California, where swimming is their favorite pastime. (laughs) Although Roscoe the orangutan is a little afraid of the water and needs his friend's help to swim, together they have discovered the joy and laughter in life and the value of friendship.
1: Oh, I love that story.
0: so old old Roscoe and an old bird dog <laughs> became best friends. It's pretty cool. We'll share these pictures because he's he's got like a little life preserver on and he's <laughs> holding on to the dog and they're swimming. They look like they're having a good time. It's just companionship I mean nobody no nobody, no animals I like being alone I mean I think. Pretty much all, like, warm-blooded animals have some sense of community.
1: Mm -hmm. We're not meant to go through life alone. And you've got man's best friend, which it really goes to show dogs are not just our best friend. They're, like, pretty much just about everybody's best friend.
0: Yeah, they're pretty sentimental.
1: Yeah. And there's multiple times a day where Apollo will be doing something, like, just utterly adorable. I mean, it could just be something like taking a nap, and we'll be like... oh or yawning oh he's so cute he's (laughs) such a good boy um it's they're a joy to have in our lives and i think it's safe to say that it goes for more than just just humans dogs have a Mm -hmm. huge impact so anyway yeah we'll share those pictures because they are so touching um but I thought that, that made me feel warm and fuzzy. So hopefully it made you, you all feel, feel good too. No, I'm like a little congested okay. and I've been, right. haven't I'm been wanting to sure. I haven't been wanting to clear my, my nose too hard. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh I just looked up and I saw a shooting star.
0: That's the benefit of being outside. Oh,
1: it is so clear and beautiful, you guys. Well, that has been this week's episode. I think I, I don't have anything further to add. Me neither. Um don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you have the ability to, please rate and review. It really does help us out quite a lot. Um, and don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram at maybe we're just rambling. I post behind the scenes stuff and we'll share things on the story as well throughout the week. And it's a good way to keep up with us and connect with us if you are interested in doing that. Um, yeah, we
0: we passed like, I asked you today, we passed like 50 subscribers. We're like almost. We are almost more popular than me. <laughs> <I feel like. laughs> we,
1: Yeah, we really appreciate everybody taking an interest and yeah. listening to us. and It, it means a lot. So, um, thank you for being here. Thank we you hope so you have a wonderful rest of your week, a wonderful weekend. And we hope that we will see you... Well, we won't see you, but we hope that you will listen to us, tune in to hear us uh, next week as well.
0: If we don't see you here, we'll see you on the road.
1: That's right. So... I'm Rebecca. I'm Stuart. And this has been a Ramble.